BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Maryland. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code OLDLINE150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Maryland today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days from issuance. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional not available in Washington, D.C. The legends are true. Overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of McDonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! I participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to the Eric St. Joe Podcast, a daily show where I discuss news, nonsense, and my personal adventures. Normally, the Baldwin Ace Hardware Fear Bunker Studio. Uh, for a good portion of this week, the Baldwin Ace Hardware Fear Bunker North Studio. Which is a 70-year-old trailer. I wish it could give you a grand tour, but it would just... Uh, I guess I could on the mobile device, but it's it's not set up. I mean, not that it would ever really be set up, but there's shit everywhere. So, uh, I think I um the plot thickens when it comes to the rodents that dwell here. Though I've never been able to pinpoint where they're getting in, but I guess it could come from somewhere in the roof area. Uh, I mean, they, I mean, there's not like holes all over the place here. It's actually pretty pristine, especially on the inside. Uh, something of uh, of this age with a flat roof like this um, would uh, have since long since deteriorated had my father not put on a freestanding roof over it, which is really high pitch. Looks like a fucking uh, uh, structure in a Dr. Seuss book. And uh, it just it just basically is over it like uh, like like a um, fucking portable carport, but it's made out of wood and shingles. That's been able to keep the structure intact. However, over the years, I wouldn't be surprised if um, if just somehow they found out a way to get in. As Chris points out, they don't need much of a hole or a gap to get in. And um, you know, I've seen mice do this, and I've seen. Uh, chipmunks, who I think may be a culprit here, as having the ability to defy gravity in their incredible, I mean, as quickly and as fast as they are on flat ground, they're just as quick up the side of a fucking building or a damn piece of wood. It's, it's wow, these fucking things. And I, I uh, actually finished the show yesterday, this show. 
It was a little after 10, and I walked outside onto this uh, little deck that I have outside of the door. And uh, I looked to my right, and uh, uh, seven feet away is a chipmunk on a uh, four-by-four upright, which is part of the freestanding roof. And he's looking right at me. And I'm like, boy, you don't seem skittish at all. And I think it's because I'm in his house. He's like, motherfucker, what are you doing in there? And uh, so then I, I kind of just look at him and he, he scurries up the top. He gets to the uh, uh, roof area, which, you know, I can only see so far up because that freestanding roof is hanging down. You know, you can't get up there. It's impossible. And, uh, well, holy fuck, he, he then was on top of the roof and he disappeared. So I don't know, man. That might be the dude who uh, has something to do with the, uh, the the two nests I found in here. If I could somehow manage to get up onto the top of the roof, I might be able to pinpoint an entry, an entryway. So one of these days, you know how it is. Like, ah, fuck it. I don't know. <clears throat> um, so normally on a day like today, excuse me, hang on. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh God. Normally on a day like today, we'll, we would do dear meathead with my beloved 89 year old father. Uh, but, uh, uh, cell service here is just so spotty. You know, I, in order for me to get a, um, to have a conversation with anyone, I have to walk out onto the middle of the open property in this small valley here. And, uh, and then don't move. So in here, it's uh, it's just weak. And you know, <clears throat> oh God, what is my deal today? Um, the uh, weak cell service is also the Achilles heel of these trackers that I have on the dog, which are just don't work. And thank you to Nick. Arena Nick, Nick V, who, uh, he always, every time he reaches out to me, he always has something that he's, he's right on. Like every time he doesn't say a lot, but when he does, you ever meet somebody like that? They don't say much, but when they do, you better listen. They got something to say. They only talk when it's necessary. When they know they can, uh, I don't know, help you. Nick's very helpful. He's always been awesome. Uh, and smart as a whip, by the way, Nick is, uh, one of these guys, Nick V who, um, uh, I don't think he went to college, but he's smarter than, he's one of the smartest people I know. I can, you can just sense it. And, uh, you know, he educated himself in trades. He could fix anything. He's a, uh, electrician. What is the term? for the, like the greatest electrician on the planet. I know there's like journeyman and master, which both those terms sound like fucking great. I'm a journeyman. That means I can go anywhere and fix anything. I'm a master. I think he's all of those times 10. All right. And, uh, he's, he's, uh, built his, uh, his personal worth to a pretty high level. I think, I think Nick's 
kind of rolling in dough uh, from skilled trades. I always love that, you know? You know, I love it when a person uses their brain to really get far in the world, but I also love it when a guy uh, uses his brain and his wits and his skills with his hands, you know? <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, did you see about that kid who, um, uh, he was really, really uh, super smart and he, he got offered scholarships to like every college in America. He got like, uh, uh, tens of millions of dollars in scholarship offers. That fucker. Brilliant. I think he's going to like Cornell. Can you imagine if you had all those scholarship offers and you ended up going to some loser college, like where I went to central Michigan. I mean, it's a fine college, but they'll take anybody. If they took me, okay, this is, come on now. Well, anyway, Nick writes this, Eric, I am catching up late on the podcast. I'm guessing that the dog collar that you bought relies on a cellular signal. True. So spotty service will delay updating or not work at all. Now, him saying that is something that I kind of knew, but I don't know. I still thought it was a mystery why it wasn't working. That's because I'm stupid. He says also air tags rely, like Chris said, on talking to other people's phones and Wi-Fi and will not work in the woods. So, Chris, you are vindicated. What you need, Eric Zane is the GPS collars that Hilljacks use when they release a pack of hounds to hunt bear and mountain lions. People do this? What the fuck? I would think that if a dog came after a bear or a mountain lion, that the bear would fucking kick its ass. I guess it's a pack. I don't know. The dogs run out a mile or two ahead to corner or tree whatever they are hunting. Well, that sounds horrible. So basically, a bear climbs a tree and is scared to death, and the hunter comes up and shoots it in the fucking face, and it falls to its death. (laughs) Yeah, good times. Good times. Uh, Whatever. As long as it keeps him away from me. They use GPS, but the collar transmits directly to the handheld tracker with radio signals up to nine miles with some models. Also, you can set a wireless GPS plotted electric fence boundary that will keep the dog from going too far. These systems also work with up to 21 dogs at one time. But you're very specific on your info. It's you that trees the bear, isn't it? If in a... Um, if interested, I sent a link to one of uh, to one at Cabela's for more info on that style. I'm no expert on them, but Cabela's you can probably go into and get a better look at them, or if there are other models. This one seems top of the line, but I have read reviews and the cheaper ones that interface with a phone that those can be buggy. Signed, Nick. All right, I'm sure it's cheap. So what this boils down to is. What I spent on the tracker, like for the actual device, and for the subscription, is uh, equivalent to um, getting, uh, I don't know, three or four one 
three or four hundred one dollar bills, setting them in my fire pit over here and lighting them on fire. I should have fucking known. Damn it. That's annoying. Uh, like I said, no dear meathead today. I called him. I wandered over to the middle of the uh, of the valley here. And... Hello. Hey, Dad. Where are you? Yeah, again, every time. Once you get 70 and above, the first question you have for whoever's calling you is, where are you? I think because he's worried. He always just wants to know that I'm okay. I find it cute. Cute and charming with my sweet, beloved 89-year-old father. Where are you? Well, Dad, uh, I'm up north. You are? What are you doing? I go, uh, well, uh, I'm, I'm uh, raking. And it was, the sun was setting. It was uh, starting to become dusk. He goes, oh my God, it's dark. Get inside. He has a uh, an idea for some reason that where I am is like uh, highly suspect and dangerous. Like I'm in the middle of the hood or some shit. And I go, well, I'm actually just finishing up. So I am going to go inside, but it's, it's fine, dad. No big deal. You are alone. Where is your honey? Uh, well, I, I, yeah, I, I came alone. I just brought a couple of dogs and, uh, I had to get some work done. I'm preparing for, uh, all of your, uh, everyone's arrival when they get here in a few weeks. And, uh, we've had this entire conversation, uh, last week at this time. You, um, I can honestly say that I think his short-term memory is erasing like minutes now. Like if I started, like as I started that conversation with him and by the end of that, that conversation, we had that conversation again. And, uh, y- y- again, you never ever say, yeah, I, I, I just mentioned that. Cause then he's like, Oh, he realizes he's busted. You don't want that. Cause then he feels bad. And that's the last thing you want to do is make this patient, this dementia patient feel bad. So I go, yeah, dad, it's going to be great. I got everything all set. I, I brought my podcasting equipment. He goes, oh, yo, you're working. I go, yeah, I, I, uh, I do like I normally do on any given day back, uh, back home. And then, uh, instead of, uh, the usual stuff I do in the rest of the day back home, I, uh, I'm uh, getting things ready for you guys. Why? I go, well, uh, you're, you're coming to visit in a couple of weeks. So I explained to him, but, uh. It's all good. I'm looking forward to seeing him. So, uh, all right. Uh, you need to know that uh, today, um, uh, I should say for tomorrow, Thursday's show, I am going to post some um, an edition of Not the Best of the Eric Zane Show podcast. And uh, I'm, I'm going to try to um, g- uh, go with some uh, g- uh, golden oldies that haven't been heard in a while for this show. Um, I know, I think, uh, I need to, um, bust out cause I don't always save everything. It's sometimes difficult for me to pinpoint, uh, what happened when, but I think it would be a good idea to, uh, bust out the old Z speed mobile mechanic segment. 
which will make everyone happy except one of you. Just a little bit of background on that. Our beloved pal Kenny in Nashville, Tennessee. This was back, well, I didn't even, again, this is all Kyler. Audience member Kyler and pal Kyler. He tipped me off on some weekend that Kenny was having a Facebook meltdown. And I go, "Uh, uh, really? I I hadn't seen. He, um, Kenny writes, oh, for fuck's sake. And I go, well, what's going on? He goes, oh, man, he, you know. He hired some guy to fix his car and things didn't work out. And now he is just laying waste. And so he had uh, hired a mobile mechanic. The guy would, he would drive to your place and fix your car. On the day that he's supposed to arrive, he sends Kenny a message saying, uh, I didn't realize you were this far away. So basically he's looking at a margin issue for the amount of travel, the time, the expense to get where Kenny was. Uh, it doesn't factor into his business plan. So the guy canceled the order and this unleashed the fury. This unleashed the Kraken. <laughs> and, uh, He's, he's spun out and, uh, then that, that's all I needed to see. Now, uh, I, I do not have access to see these types of, uh, meltdowns anymore because he is, he, he, he does not allow me to see his Facebook and then see right now he's writing no already wrong. Well, I mean, this is a long time. This is a long time has passed. I don't, I don't remember all the details because he says right now I had to contact him because he wasn't showing up. Look, let's not quibble about the details here. Let's just focus on the entertainment value because the weekend for our pal Kenny, uh, comes and goes. And, uh, yeah, uh, Adam says he unfriended you. Oh yeah. He won't let me, we're still friends, but he, he won't, he won't let me look at his Facebook anymore. We're friends like in real time, but we're not friends like on Facebook. He doesn't want me seeing anything that he says personally, because he's afraid that I'll, I'll bust out the details here. And he's, I, I, I can't blame him. I, I cannot blame him for that. And, uh, and I don't hold any ill will. <laughs> so anytime, uh, so that's in a nutshell, what's going on there. But, um, Kenny's trying to explain himself right now to people who are taking the bait. I, I, I'll explain it. It's okay. You guys just enjoy the show. It's you, you don't need to be having sidebar discussions. Essentially, I'm right. All right. Well, let's not let's not get bogged down in the details here. The fact of the matter is, <laughs> he writes, 
because Eric would see posts and then pull them out of his ass on the show just to make fun of me. Asshole. Well, don't get all riled up. Don't. See, Adam, you did that on purpose. God damn it. We don't want him upset. I want everybody to have a good day. We, we, don't, need to, we don't need to rip the scab off old wounds here. It's cool. It's fine. Jesus, you dick. Not Kenny's not the dick. It's 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 Adam. Guilty as charged. Anyway. So Saturday finishes, Sunday comes and goes, and then Monday happens. And then about an hour into the show, um some somehow the saga of Kenny with this mechanic popped into my head. Now he's right. I had probably 1% of the facts, but in the spirit of comedy, that does not matter. All you have to do is grab the person. uh, Well, in Kenny's case, four people have to grab Kenny and throw him out in front of an oncoming vehicle that transports lots of people at once called a bus. Bus hits Kenny, and he's now under said bus over his behavior with this mechanic. This turned into a long-running thread and drama, complete with the uh, uh, point of Kenny announcing to the world that he is, uh, I think he gave the guy a one-star review. And then he screenshotted the one-star review and posted it to Facebook so that we all could see. And that kind of opened up the door for a long history of Kenny with one-star review. So if you ever hear me going, oh, man, I'm pissed. Hand hovering over the mouse, getting ready to fire off one star. (laughs) Oh, all right, so it, it all builds to the legend that is Mr. Hinson, Kenny. There are so many layers to that cat that are, you know, lend to a uh, an outrageously exaggerated and uh, uh, drama-filled character that I, I honestly don't think he cares for it that much. But anyway, that will be part of tomorrow's Not the Best of the Eric Zane Show podcast. Now, on Patreon, I also posted uh, for Thursday what amounts to about three hours and 20 minutes of content. And you're going to like this. I have something that I can't really go into what it is. But you will know it when you hear it. All right. You see, I don't want you without any content. Tyler says, is what you're posting the length of a radio show? Um, yeah. Yeah, I would say that.
And um, you see how that works? Uh, I know that I'm going to be traveling Thursday. So what I did was I worked ahead a couple of days and all by my lonesome, I am going to whip up even more content that I, than I would on a day that I'm actually podcasting. Uh, there's a neat feature on every platform that exists called scheduling. And uh, it took me about five minutes. Here I am, poverty internet, in the middle of nowhere, where I don't even have a cell signal. And I sat right here and did all of that all by myself. Uh. Josh writes, but Eric, how do you post content when you're not around without four other people? Patrick writes, uh, writes, that's brilliant. Amanda says, I wish I had your work ethic. I think you do. You just got to like, you know, polish it off a little. Young Adam Schwab says, what a concept. I know. Isn't that strange? Tyler says, this must have taken you hours to prepare this content for paying subscribers. That's a thing. I am so deathly afraid of getting lazy that um, I'm always like over deliver. Don't stop over delivering. You know, I feel bad when I don't put out a Facebook post. All these alarms start going off in my head. It's called complacency alarms. It's like, dude. You, these are your fans. These are people who actually go out of their way to find you on a podcast and give you a fuck, uh, a fucking couple of scraps to hear what you have to say. Do not fuck this up. Do not take that for granted for God's sake ever, ever. Sea uh, Bear 495 says, what happened to the bunker? Sorry, I haven't been here in a while. No, I'm up north right now. I am not at my usual spot. I am in my trailer in the middle of nowhere. Thank you, Amanda. She just cheered times 100. I don't know what that means. I think that's a dollar or something like that. Is that right? I don't know. I appreciate that. Um, what was I going to talk about? Okay. So, uh, the way this unfolds is I came up here, uh, to paint, you know, um, I want the interior of this old trailer to be like perfect. And, uh, it's, you know, I haven't even opened a paint can since I got here and, uh, but that's okay. I mean, uh, I realized when I got here. That at the end of, uh, when fall hit, however many months ago, I never came up here and, uh, and raked these fucking leaves. And if you don't rake, it's a nightmare. All right. 
the uh, it kills all the grass. I mean, it's imagine you're in a forest with one little patch of no trees. Uh, the amount of leaves that are it's a it's a it's a fucking a deep deep carpeting of leaves that has just finished a week and a half ago having two feet of snow on it. So they're all impacted and wet and stupid. Oh God. So, um, I abandoned ship on all painting and now it's just rake. And I, I'm about, I have to actually stop. I mean, I, it would take me another, it's, it's, well, I've been doing it for two days straight. Uh, and I've raked about the amount of space as a football field. And what you do is you make a big fucking pile of leaves and you put a tarp down and then you rake all the leaves onto the tarp and you drag the tarp out into the fucking forest. You get rid of the leaves. You come back and you do that for a whole day. Um, the thing now is though, that uh, I could, I'm about a third done. I, I, that's how much, that's how much, uh, uh, of, of space that I have to do. And it's all, all by my fucking self. Of course. Wouldn't have it any other way. So now I got to put the, uh, <clears throat> Um, breaks on that because once I get done with this show, okay, um, I have to, I have to get this place that I'm in ready for my dad, which means I got to put screens and windows and this deck that I was telling you about that I was standing on the squirrel looking at me like I was an asshole. It has an amount of bird shit on it. That is like a pile of guano and it's so disgusting. I need to clean that because I can't have someone walking up here. You see, there's all sorts of bird nests underneath this fucking freestanding roof. Oh. Kenny makes a point that I has been told uh, to my, uh, that I have been told by loved ones. Is that what your dad used to do? You're slowly becoming your dad, aren't you? Oh my God. You are not kidding. Everybody tells me that. Tyler says, don't forget to schedule some time for morale hunting, which I did yesterday. I walked around the tree line. I talked to Nate, audience member Nate, who actually called me. I wandered to the middle of this valley to talk to him. He goes, dude, uh, we found them here in Kentucky uh, just a little bit uh, outside of the tree line. Uh, You're going to want to look. And typically they pop up in sunny spots. I have got to find some of these. I doubt I will, though. I don't know if I have the right type of trees that they're found under, you know? Raking leaves, killing dandelions, shoveling snow, having incidents with chainsaws and ladders, all things that my dad... (laughs) You're right. You're right. Um, Of his um, three actual sons, which would be Norman, Eric or Norman, Jim, and Eric in that order. Uh, I am easily the most like him. Now, there's also push-up Paul and uh, regular Mike, which we share a mom, but my dad adopted them. But uh, it's all weird. It's it's completely weird. Okay. So that's what's happening. Get done with the show today. Um, again, more arts and crafts, boring shit to do to get ready for traveling. Head back home 
And then Thursday night, you know what the fuck is going down? Ben and Eric. The Ben and Eric Patreon podcast. Now, listen to me. If you are new, all right, um, I am going to send you uh, a Zoom link to be part of the audience. We have a, uh, a number of regulars who show up, but don't let that make you shy. Okay. We have a great time. It's a, it's a different vibe. You know, when you're used to doing, um, or when you're used to seeing a, a solo show monologue for two hours, now suddenly there's people involved. Now that makes my work a lot less, uh, uh, involved and it's great because it's the heavy lifting part is gone. When I've got, uh, someone as, as awesome as Ben is, um, to be part of it. And, uh, a lot of folks, uh, think that that is their favorite thing that, that happens on the Patreon. Linda indicates that Ben and Eric alone is worth the cost of the Patreon. Thank you. That is, you're very kind. Uh, but just before that, Ben and I are going to record the law. Uh, who are these Zanes, which will then we'll take that audio and make it available on Saturday for everybody. So lots of busy work, lots of things to do. That's how we do it. So, um, yeah, if, uh, I'll just throw in a plug for Patreon. And by the way, thank you to E-Rock for signing up yesterday. Again, I always sit up a little higher. I always sit up a little higher. Thank you, buddy, for signing up on Patreon. And if you've ever been on there, I thank you very much. In the, uh, if you've been on in the past or thinking about doing it again or just thinking about signing up for the first time, that is the first revenue stream. The first thing that made me think I could be an independent show. Patreon.com slash Eric Zane. Okay. Uh, for you folks on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube, it is time to kick you out. All right? And it's too bad because you're going to miss the story about Robert De Niro. Oh. God, is this hideous. Fuck. Uh, so what you do if you want the show uninterrupted because there's, you know, another hour and 24 minutes of show. Uh, if you want it live every day, we'll do it live. Twitch.tv slash Eric Zane live. Twitch.tv slash Eric Zane live or download the Twitch app. And then search Eric Zane Live, all one word. There I am. Follow the page. If you want to get uh, the show minus commercials on the uh, video live stream, because Amazon throws them in on Twitch, because that's who owns Twitch, um, you'll have to link your Amazon Prime account if you have one. And then once you do that, you subscribe. When you subscribe, no commercials. You miss any of this or don't know how, what the fuck you're doing, because you don't like reading, uh, reach out to me, Eric at EricZaneShow.com, and then I will pass you off to Kenny, who will then tell you how to do this. All right. So thank you. Um, by the way, one more thing, people who I'm kicking out. The audio podcast is available wherever you download shows. As soon as I get done with this, it takes me a few minutes, and then I post it in a timely fashion, usually up by 10.30 a.m., the latest audio podcast. Uh, Eric uh, Zane Show podcast, wherever you download shows. Please subscribe to the audio podcast, whether you listen to it or not. Thank you. And um, 
rate and review it if you have that option. If you ever want to say hello, send me an email, eric at ericsanecho.com. On the Shoreliners striping inbox. Okay. Goodbye. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Maryland. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code OLDLINE150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Maryland today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days from issuance. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional not available in Washington, D.C. Twitter, pardon me, uh, Twitch and Facebook brought to you by Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid and EV. Twitter brought to you by Blue Frost IT. Aram says, when is Jimmy going to roll out his third film short for an Eric Zane Show podcast review? Savage Sack Lunch says, Twitch is awesome. There's a ton of content to discover. Oh, yeah, if that's your thing. I have difficulty consuming online content because, honestly, I'm just too busy. The only time I ever listen to anything else is, uh, like, when I'm raking a pasture or driving for a long period of time. Um, Patrick and Aram have tag-teamed to become uh, the biggest... Uh, promoters of the Eric Zane show podcast on the Freeburn Outwing show subreddit. And this is important because you have people there um, who know exactly who I am. And the more people that know about your old pal EZ, that means the more people that are willing to try the show. A lot of people just don't know that I exist and they don't know that I've done almost 1060 podcasts since getting out of radio. So just the other day, there was a number of people complaining because for some reason their um, uh, subscriptions got canceled randomly of my old show. Like they, they all subscribed and listened to the content as stale as it is. But for some reason, uh, d- dozens of people were just kicked out, even though they'd already paid for the product that they signed up for, which is so fucking weird. Um. Patrick uh, weighs in and he oftentimes mentions me. And what I'm getting now when he does that is there seems to be a lot of people who, well, people who used to hate on me, they're just quiet now. I, I, I don't see any hate on me. I don't know what the fuck is happening. But Patrick writes, I had to go to the website and cancel my idiot account. It would have been great if they automatically canceled mine. He had gotten very frustrated with the quality of the show. Then he tried out mine, and now he's bullish on what I do, which is uh, fantastic. Thank you very much for that. 
He says, I'm listening to the Eric Zane show podcast. Now the two hour podcast is free. So there is no need to cancel. He does have a Patreon though. That gives you like eight or nine bonus shows, actually 11, but that's okay. I highly recommend it. The content and stories are far better than what you get with FBHW. Thank you for that. Uh, This person who's not really sure about me writes, is he still doing the show by himself? I find him entertaining and all, but solo podcast just don't do it for me. Seems awkward and forced. Even someone crazy entertaining like Bill Burr. I get that. I get that. Um, But I think you'll be pleasantly surprised at the level of interaction that we can have here. Aram writes, if someone in his audience, in the audience insults him, like Freebear and Hot Wings used to, he will read it and interact with it. So it actually has a similar feel like the old show. Um, Patrick says, uh, yes, he does do the free podcast by himself, but there is a lot of interaction with the audience. I appreciate that. Uh, that discussion makes people curious. And if 10 show up and I went over two, that's how you build an audience. I've also had a, uh, cause Aaron points out Zane's subreddit is hot right now. Hot for my subreddit. Uh, I think in the past week, I've gained five people on it. That is scorching for me. Uh, Where people talk about the show or whatever they want to talk about. As members of the show, you uh, show audience, you have that in common. You go to reddit.com slash R slash the Eric Zane show. Or just look for the Eric Zane show, all one word subreddit. You will find it and uh, follow that and have at it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I can't tell you when I see people who get what I'm trying to do when they, um, when they actually uh, discover it or they, 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 they like, uh, like when someone new signs up or whatever, how um, satisfying that is for a low level ham and egger like your old pal EZ. I honestly feel that um, if I just keep doing what I'm doing and basically every day is another practice and a uh, continuing effort to try to get uh, more and more skilled at this and storytelling and talking monologue style for extended periods of time that people will eventually find it. It might take 10 years, but if enough people find it, and then have an attitude of, oh, I got to tell other people about it. You're going to get more and more people trying it. And then that's how you win. You just, oh, the only thing I can control really is what I put out. There is nothing more that I can do. I can't force anybody's hand. I can't beg. Oh, no way. I can beg a little. But at the end of the day, all I can do is try to be interesting to try to get someone's attention for an extended period of time. And I hope that that works for you. I appreciate it. Uh, Kyler is here. Holy shit. How are you? 
Glad to see you. Glad to see that you're here. All right. The open and live stream of this show brought to you by Johnson Carpet One Discount Outlet. Oh, my God. Featuring show audience member Kent. Drop the E out of you. Love him and the crew over there. He actually works with a guy named uh, Aram. Isn't that incredible? We got a guy in the audience named Aram and a guy that works with Kent named Aram. I mean, seriously, I, I didn't realize in Lily White, Michigan, I could have, uh, well, I mean, the fact that I have a guy who is bullish on the show, Aram, and then a guy that works with Kent, Aram, and they're both Armenian, fuck yes. Johnson Carpet One Discount Outlet. Watch. He's going to reach out to me and say, yeah, we fired Aram six months ago, or he's dead. Uh, If you need any type of flooring, and you're in West Michigan, the lowest price anywhere. I mean, like if you flew in from California, you'd still get the lowest price flooring, but it wouldn't be worth your money and time because of the travel. If you're in West Michigan, there is a bastion of low price flooring and it is the best brands. Every time I've had my flooring redone in the house, which is three rooms, four rooms, dining room, kitchen, bedroom, and an entire basement. I've purchased the flooring from Johnson carpet, one discount outlet. Now I don't install it. I would have Jacob Bennett do it. Uh, but, uh, that's what you do. You go there and you check out the designs and you're going to fucking, Hey, this is dirt cheap. You buy that. And uh, it's it's a top-notch brand, Shaw, Mohawk, of all different types of flooring. Could be carpeting, different types of carpeting. Could be hardwood, ceramic, vinyl plank, laminate, tile square, whatever. Then you mention my name, and you take an additional 10% off. That's how they do it at Johnson Carpet One Discount Outlet. Now, where they are, if you're in West Michigan, uh, Chicago Drive. You know, uh, there's that uh, little fake downtown Granville area. Well, just to the east of that is a little Caesars. Behind that, there's an ugly tan building with a little red sign that says Johnson facing the road. That's where you go. March in there. Say, Eric Zane sent me. Right away, you're saving 10% on the already low price. Johnson Carpet One Discount Outlet. Go there. Mention my name. God bless Irvine's Auto Repair Grand Rapids Hybrid and EV. That is where you go to get your vehicles repaired. Irvines.com, E-R-Vines, Irvines.com. Early bird drop-off, late bird pickup, loaner cars available when you schedule, and they'll fix anything on the car. 616-532-6600. I've had this happen where my old 20-year-old truck craps out. Tow truck comes, and I go take it to Irvines. They take it there, drop the keys in the drop box. I call. Those are my keys. I don't know what the fuck's wrong with it. They fix it. 616-532-6600. Thank you. Um, God bless the Kent County Health Department. This is going to sound weird, but one of the things they talk about on their website, accesskent.com slash health, is personal health services. Okay. So personal being, um, you know, sexually transmitted disease test they can make they can tell you if you have an std feeling drippy Uh, i'm kidding i'm kidding including hiv like oh my 
God, what the fuck is he talking about? Well, some of you go out and you have lots of sex with a lot of people. Good for you. You should. However, if you're not careful, you could be exposing yourself to terrible things. Probably the worst of those is HIV, which will kill you. We do live in a day and an age, though, where if you are diagnosed with HIV, first of all, you should do, if you are into a reckless behavior like I just described, uh, you should absolutely have this done once in a while. Because the quicker you are diagnosed with this horrible thing, the quicker you can get on a medicine regimen that can uh, uh, lower the amount of HIV in your system so you can have a normal productive life and not, you know, die of AIDS. So do consider that. 616-532-6600, you random sex people, and I don't know any of you who would do that. It's not like you're walking around and or you show up on the chat here and say, oh, man, I got plowed by four dudes yesterday. I mean, if you have a, a monogamous relationship, I think you can sidestep the HIV test. Like, I'm not going to go get one unless if I, you know, someone sends me a picture of uh, Diana getting jackhammered by three black guys. Then I may. I'm probably going to regret that joke at some point. Thank you, Kent County Health Department. Which I got a feeling that... um my sponsorship with them is in peril or their sponsorship with me is in peril because, uh, there's like a new, uh, there's a new cook in the stew. Well, I don't think it's sold on your old pal. Easy. I think the words that were said were, do we really want to, uh, uh, sidle up next to that? And uh, the guy who I'd originally dealt with told me that. And I go, well, I go, do I need to have a conversation with this person? He goes, I think you're gonna. And I'm like, uh, good. Which by the way, uh, side note, Aram quit. He quit in December. Thank you, Kent. (laughs) He's no longer at, why did he quit? What the fuck? Not Aram in Nashville. Aram, the carpet guy, the flooring guy is no longer there. I will ban that from my brain. All right. Uh, Ryan says, Big Fraud Zane appears to be suggesting only black people could give his wife AIDS. Shut up. It's a joke. Um, Where was I? Oh, yes, yes. Do we really want us? And, and, uh, and I said, well, I'm going to have to have the talk with this guy. You see... Uh, too many people think that this is like radio. That if I say something that is like, huh? Like my wife getting plowed by black guys. Now, if I were talking about my wife getting plowed by black guys on the radio, and then I said, hey, you know, at Kent County, um, I think that they would have a leg to stand on because on the radio, anybody can be listening. It's mixed company on a podcast. It's not nearly as mixed because the people who are listening are not mixed company. They all have sought me out 
and are you have to actually make an effort to listen. You can't just flip it on in the car and all of a sudden you hear somebody talking about wife getting plowed by black guys because you accidentally stumbled upon it. You know what I mean? And uh, so we're all in on the joke is my point. So when I do do that in a podcast, the concern about, oh, someone might get offended is nil because it's a fucking podcast. So I might, and the fact of the matter is as much as you talk about, oh, it's the podcast and, uh, you know, I don't want to be offended. Okay. It's still 70 to a hundred thousand people each week that listen to the audio podcast. All right. That number is not negotiable. It's there. And they're hearing me talk about you helping the public for a pittance that you're paying for it. If you got that type of exposure on the radio, do you know how much you'd be paying? You'd be paying out of your ass. Well, anyway, uh, I'm going to take a break in a second and uh, go tinkle. But before I do, we have with us the multi-talented Tim K., who is the father of Zeke, who I mentioned in the show earlier. Uh, uh, earlier in the week, I should say. Uh, Zeke is struggling right now. And uh, I talked with Tim yesterday via text. And uh, he uh, he got me up to speed about what has happened to him. And uh, Tim, if you could type, can I, can I share the background of what you shared with me, buddy? Because the more people that are thinking... And praying for uh, Zeke and all of you, um, I I think that uh, I think that it would it would be something that you would you would love, you know. Um, maybe I'm the last one to know. I mean, sometimes I am. Um, maybe you're all. Everybody here is already in on what has happened, but uh, I I I will hold. That type of uh, discussion. There it is. He says, yes, please share. I have really bad reception here. Oh, no problem, buddy. So, uh, as you know, uh, Zeke requires, maybe you don't know, uh, nonstop care because of the challenges that he faces from being abused as a baby. And he was taken from the abuser uh, his uh, his birth parents and um, entered the foster system a long time ago. And Tim and his wife were the ones that took him in. They eventually adopted him. And that is their son. All sorts of challenges. Um, and they are the right people for the job. They've been fostering children for a long time as a couple. And this, this has been... You know, you talk about kidney donation. To me, what Tim and his wife do. Can you please refresh my memory about what your lovely wife's name is? I don't want to keep referring to her as your wife, but I, you know how I am with names, and I apologize. And I don't ever see her on here, so I mess that up all the time. Uh, they have donated their lives. Their, their lives 
for this child and any of the other people that they foster, but this is now their son. Chris is uh, his wife. Um, and so the amount of time and energy that they've put into, uh, have a, 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 a enriched life is just incredible. You know, I mean, that is, that is quite a thing and they wouldn't have it any other way, but you know, sometimes it gets hard. So the little guy, um, I guess had, uh, uh, uh vomited and it, um, it went back into his lungs like, I think they call that an aspiration. So we all know that that's not supposed to go there. And um, uh, eventually when they woke up, they they noticed that, oh, oh my God, an alarm is going off to indicate something is wrong. Uh, and his this had caused what I just described, his oxygen level, his blood oxygen level after aspiratory pneumonia, which is what it is uh, being described as officially on little guy had lowered his oxygen level to 10%. Now, you know, if it's anything below 90, the doc, you got to go to the hospital. So I would, I mean, that's like near death. I mean, he's lucky to be alive at that point. Chris starts doing like rescue breathing on him. Um, Tim gets a call of what has happened at work. 911, you got to go home. Holy shit, ambulance is on the way, you know, fucking the whole deal. And somehow uh, they have him on some intense lung therapy right now that not only is uh, forcing oxygen in, but forcing CO2 uh, out, hoping to lift any type of uh, uh, troublesome material that is in his air in his airway out of his lung system. So this is fucking touch and go. Uh, Today, he says he is doing better, but still struggling to breathe. So this might be a long time. He is at the uh, notoriously amazing, I shouldn't say notorious, the amazingly famous uh, Helen DeVos Children's Hospital, where he is in very good hands. And our thoughts and prayers are with you. uh, uh, Taking the time to actually discuss it, Um, I... I'm just thinking about you, buddy. I was thinking about you for a good part of the day. Well, for all of the day after we spoke via text and uh, everybody's pulling for you and Chris and your family and Zeke, of course. So hang in there, buddy. Hang in there. You guys have uh, worked tirelessly to give him a wonderful life. And so, uh, you know, God willing, that will continue. Okay. With that, uh, I have to go tinkle. Three cups of coffee. But I can't clear my head. What went down last night? Lou Graham. Blue morning. Blue day. Can't you see things my way? Into the midnight blue. Oh. Standing in the rain. With his head hung low. Couldn't get a ticket. It was a sold-out show. Heard the roar of the crowd. He came back to the scene. Put his head to the wall. And like an instant scream, dream, dream, he held one guitar. Just blew him away. Saw stars in his eyes. And the very 
country in a secondhand store. Didn't know how to play it. Called his mama whore. Uh, Chris asks, I wonder if Trump will call soon after the big verdict yesterday. Uh, probably not going to work. Uh, my cell service is spotty. Barely been following that story. But a jury found Trump liable for sexual abuse and defamation in the E. Jean Carroll case. Trump said he will uh, appeal This happened, the jury agrees, in a luxury department store dressing room in the spring of 1996. Trump says didn't happen. Initially, she said she was raped. Uh, That was not agreed upon. By the jury, but they did say he sexually abused her. So can you sexually abuse someone and not rape them? I mean, I don't know the specifics of that. Or how that can even work. I got a clip here. See if I can pull this up. This is Trump's attorney. Audio check, video check. Rape claim. It was a rape case all along, and the jury rejected that, but made it over the final. Um, this was a rape claim. It was a rape case all along, and the jury rejected that, but made it over the findings. So um, we'll obviously be appealing those other findings, but they rejected her rape claim, and she'd always claimed this was a rape case. Um, so it's a little perplexing, but, um, you know, we move forward. Did you speak to Mr. Trump, and what did he tell you? We've spoken, um, and we're ready to, you know, proceed, go forward. Obviously, you know, he's firm in his belief, as many people are, that he cannot get a fair trial in New York City um, based on the jury pool. And um, I think one could argue that that's probably an accurate assessment um, based on what happened today. Um, And, uh, you know, again, it's something that, you know, we're very confident on the appellate issues here. Um, the Access Hollywood tape should not have come into this case. Some other things should have come into the case. I mean, we made many <clears throat> motions that we thought would would create um, issues for appeal, and, and we're going to em- employ them now. I wonder how nervous this guy is because he lost, all right? He failed in his job, and he seems incredibly confident after losing. What did you say to Ethan? When you shook her hand. Oh, no, I, listen, this is I, what I said to her is between Miss Carol and I. But uh, the, the woman who accused, uh, he apparently said something to her and the reporter wanted to know what. You know, um, I don't make it personal with people. And, um, 
we had a, we had a pretty good experience as far as the parties in this case, considering um, you know what we went through. This was not an easy case. Okay, know. so he he doesn't seem like an asshole. This guy seems like a straight shooter. What more could he say other than I didn't do it? And he said that on the road here. He, you know, it's hard to prove a negative. Molly, I could say you stole my pen prove you didn't do it how would you prove it mr tacopino also brought up uh, several times in just a short uh, address there uh, that this was a rape trial he'd been accused of rape but the jury did not find trump liable for rape they found him liable for sexual uh, abuse uh, not to be too graphic but um, i guess what she's accused of she accuses him of uh, is is um digitally uh, penetrating her god um with uh, without her consent um, so I, how's that not rape? I mean, penis versus or finger versus penis. Don't know if technically the, the, the details here, but is it relevant that he wasn't found guilty or, or liable for rape? I'm sure it's relevant in his, wasn't there a bit on South park where they sang some finger bang song to say in front of the reporters just now that Donald Trump was not found to be a quote unquote rapist, but I found a couple things. No, he's a finger banger. Number one, he said, it's difficult to prove a negative. And they even compared this case to say, I stole your pen. How would I prove that? Just so we're all clear in this country and beyond a sexual assault, very distinct from stealing one's pen. But the oh. law in New York, of course, means two different things. There is sexual contact, which is under sexual abuse, meaning your person has had contact with somebody's genitalia or um, other private areas and often includes the anus as well, and that it was without consent. Now, rape and sexual assault in a different context often means penetration without one's consent. So that means that the camp counselor had sexual contact with me. Uh, you notice she didn't say I was sexually assaulted. I just had, it was some man when I was 10 made sexual contact with me by force or some kind of implied threat or beyond. So a finding of sexual content contact is still a non-consensual offensive touching. That's where you have the battery part come in. A non-consensual a non offensive touching of one's intimate genitalia. I don't know if you want to split hair, so to speak, on these two issues. They both are particularly problematic. But when she accuses him... Yeah, so I like how that reporter or that lawyer is like, oh, it wasn't, well, no rape. No rape. Yeah, but he they did say he stuck his fingers inside of her. So probably at some point during the testimony and <clears throat> uh, in, in cross-examination, it was revealed that um she um she she probably said herself, uh no, it wasn't his penis, it was his fingers. Okay? And uh so they that I guess to the letter of the law that can't be rape, you know. Tyler says sexual abuse. He tried to pick her up like a bowling ball. Referring to me, Linda says you were a minor, though. Oh, that might have had something to do with it. I don't know why I'm defending the guy who, who touched my penis. Uh, Ryan says, I imagine his fingers are well lubricated with uh, Mick Cheeseburger grease. Ick. Yeah, Ick is right of um of rape and and uh, Hold on, let me again, back I that up i don't know the details about genitalia i don't know if you want to split hair so to speak on these two issues they both are particularly problematic but when she accuses him of um of rape 
And, and uh, again, I don't, I don't know the details about how this works in civil court. Um, is digital rape considered rape in New York law? It's considered contact, sexual contact. It could be by penetration. In fact, if you look at the actual statute, I looked up to make sure that we were all on the same page. Part of this guy wants to say finger bang so badly. Wouldn't it be something if we were at a state and society where he didn't have to dance around it and he said finger banged sexual intercourse as it's defined under New York law includes meaning any penetration, however slight of the penis into the vaginal opening. So if this is a digital penetration sexual contact, it could be by penetration. In fact, if you look at the actual statute, I looked up to make sure that we were all on the same page. Part of sexual intercourse, as it's defined under New York law, includes meaning any penetration, however slight, of the penis into the vaginal opening. So if this is a digital penetration, meaning one's fingers or one's hand in some Ugh. form or fashion, God. then it could be viewed as distinct and ought to be under the actual reading of the law. But remember, this case, and we were very quick and cloak and close and, and clear to say this on CNN because the most important thing to remember, it is a battery yeah. and defamation suit. Battery and battery defined as the offensive touching. So under that umbrella can include what's why the jury had all those different categories to look at how one defines offensive touching to include sexual contact, penetration, digitally or penile. Okay, so he raped her. He raped her with his fingers. That's what the jury said. That's fucking horrible. And so... His lawyer will just focus on not rape, not rape, not rape. It was sexual abuse with his fingers. Uh, Trump maintained his claim. He does not know who Carol is and called the trial very unfair. I can't do a Trump. Carol was awarded $5 million for all of this. Described as a significant defeat for the former president. Trump said, quote, somehow we're going to going to have to fight this stuff. Trump said, we cannot let our country go into this abyss. This is disgraceful. Carol had filed that lawsuit last November under the New York State Adult Survivors Act, a state bill which opened a look-back window for sexual assault allegations like Carol's with long-expired statutes of limitation. This is not a, It was not a criminal trial. It's a civil trial. In, or in a civil trial like Carol's, the jury had to determine whether Carol's legal team provided, proved that Trump committed battery against Carol by a preponderance of the evidence. Um, I'll have to get in and read more of this and, um, but I don't, I don't want to pick it apart as I'm doing the show, but I mean, to be able to convince a jury with, I I'm guessing little more than just her testimony. I mean, this is a, a 1996 we're talking about here. Um, I can only imagine that it would be her testimony and then, uh, people that she talked to over the years about what happened. And then that's it. I mean, I can't imagine what else more 
you could um, use as evidence in this case. Holy shit. Um, they're talking about penis penetration. However, however slight as it may be, Tyler said, AKA just the tip. Ryan says, I don't know why I find it humorous when news people talk about penises and vaginas. Linda says, this is surprising. Her vag, this is from Linda, probably had a spray tan from his orange fingers afterward. Are you suggesting that her labia, her labia was orange from from getting slammed by his fingers? Uh, She was allowed witnesses, Chris writes, that claimed he did the same thing to them. My God. Um, Will this do anything for the president, for a former president? Negatively? I, I, I don't think so. I don't think at all that this will do anything. All right. Tipped you off as to what I'm doing here. Dad? Huh? Yeah? Well, I just wanted to tell you that I don't think you're a joke. I mean, whatever you used to be, you're just my dad. And you're the best dad I've ever had. Come here, Stanley. Stan, it was wrong of me to try and stop you from joining a boy band without explaining why. I made some mistakes in my life, and now I have to let you make your own mistakes. Yeah. You know, in a way, I think I was even jealous of you being in a boy band. Isn't that stupid? Not really. Not any more stupid than some of the other stuff you've done. Well, come on. I'll drive you down to the mall. Really? Yeah. I want to see what you guys can do. And then we'll go buy you a small toy so that you can forget all about this. All right! What's happening here? I don't know. I guess nothing. Hmm. Well, let's just walk away then. God damn it, people are walking away! All right, kids. Uh, that does it. You're going to have to move and make way for the sausage and cheese cart. Just another minute. Sorry. Get out. Oh. Well, God, I guess you got me again, didn't you? Yeah. Look how he's dressed like Elvis. Hope it made you laugh, you sick bastard. What's that? It's Stan! Oh, thank you, God! Oh, praise his name! Dude, where the hell have you been? Sir, we're all here now. Can we go on, please? Who? Well, okay, I guess. But hurry up. We will! Ladies and gentlemen, we are about to witness the next great boy band of the country. Someday you will all be among those who can say, I saw a finger bang when they first performed at some crappy little mall. And so, without further ado, all five <laughs> members of the... <laughs> oh, my God! They killed Kenny! You bastards! No, he can't be dead. Dude, he's pretty dead. No! We were so close! All right, that's it, kids. Get out. But we have to perform! We don't have a fifth member, Cartman! Oh, yes, we do. Thank you all for your patience, and now get ready for the Finger Bang! Finger Bang! Bang, bang! Finger Bang, bang! Bang, bang, bang! I'm gonna finger bang bang you into my life Girl, you like to finger bang and it's alright Cause I'm the 
king of finger bang Let's not fight I'll just finger bang bang you every night I'll just finger bang bang you every night Yes! Yes! Thank you! Yes! Uh, if you told 12-year-old Eric that on TV we could watch this, I think about where we've come in terms of what we are able to watch. <clears throat> uh, to us, Three's Company was, uh, you know, pushing all the uh, uh, boundaries of sexuality. My God, that was that was so risque for us. And now you can turn on TV and see a bunch of fucking cartoon characters singing the finger bang song. It's always fantastic. Uh, Josh says, right, you can say that, but Janet Jackson's titty ruined radio. Well, it definitely caused issues. I'll never forget that. The uh, pep talk from the program director a day after the Janet Jackson incident. He comes in, he goes, uh, FCC's on the warpath. No more pupukaka. What? Yeah, you can't even, uh, you can't say anything. You got to be talking about puppies and bunny rabbits. Uh, all right, hang on a second. If we're going to do a job that we're on the radio every day and you're, you're threatening us. Uh, uh, but with our, with our livelihood by giving us this stern warning, we're going to need some parameters. What do you want? I mean, let us know going in perhaps something we can work with. And, uh, then we can j just keep it on those boundaries and uh, we'll all police ourselves. What are we going to do? What can we not say on the radio? I'm not kidding you. The response was, we'll know it when we hear it. Well, wait a minute. That puts us back in the same boat. You'll, we'll, you'll know it when we hear it. That's not anything. Sorry, I got to stretch. You know how I like to stretch. I'm going to finger bang, bang you into my life. Chris, who's old, says they had to pretend Jack Tripper was gay so he could live with two girls. Super edgy. Kenny says you are you absolutely cannot make fun of pants on the radio. They knew it when they heard it. Yeah, of all the things to get fired for back in the day. Of all the things that people have been fired for back in the day. I got the Ziggy for the pants crack. How not sexy is that? What'd you get fired for? Did you call somebody the N-word? No. Uh, oh, you, oh, you said you hate transgender people. No. What the fuck? Yeah, I made fun of this dude's pants. Tyler says Trump should play the finger bang song the next time he's introduced at a rally. Kenny writes, I got fired for wearing a hoodie once. That's it. 
If I'm going one star review. <laughs> Sorry. Stupid. Okay. Uh, if you'd like an Eric Zane Show podcast t-shirt, they're so easy to get. Just go to ericsaneshow.com, click on merch, and off you go. If you want to hire me on Cameo, cameo.com slash ericsane. They're 20 bucks, dirt cheap, and they are the best. No one does a better Cameo than EZ. No one does a better job ad-libbing and riffing with just a few lines of text to try to roast someone. And it doesn't have to be like me being a dick. If you've got someone who, you know, just uh, needs some congratulations for something important. Maybe it's a birthday for a young person. I can do all that. You know, there's a whole slew of young people that uh, like your old pal EZ because of his work at the uh, hockey arena. And they don't know about the side that tells everybody to fuck off. What do you do for a living? I tell everyone to fuck off. Uh, speaking of which, do you remember the, uh, I was telling you the story about the uh, radio station that was, uh, had reached out to me and said, Hey, uh, you interested in doing mornings? And, uh, I said, yes, uh, two things I would need to do it from home and, uh, no complaints that I'm talking poo caca on a podcast. Great. No problem. They kind of cooled on the idea of doing it from home, but it wasn't a lost, uh, it wasn't a non-starter prefer to have someone there but possibly can work on it and then i heard nothing it just stopped i was supposed to have a high level meeting with like the big wig the end of april i heard nothing well i have heard something everything is on hold Uh, i was informed hey here's an update We're on hold. Everything I said is on hold. We have to do an equipment upgrade for the radio station. And that project needs to get done first. I am thinking in the fall as a possibility for a show. I'll keep you updated. That was nice. All right. I don't get the idea of... Uh, why you're doing an equipment upgrade. You can't have a meeting with me, which is what, where we were. I was waiting on the big wig to say, yeah, Hey, I'll be in town on this date. Have Eric meet us at the burger joint and we'll have a coffee and lunch or something like that. That's, that's where we were on this. Now, outside of the cost of gas, or a plane ticket, and the guy's coming in anyway, why not just take the meeting? Why not just get to know me? And then you can get a, uh, a, or can you only do one thing at a time? Most businesses, you know, 
it's okay to have the eggs on and the hash browns at the same time. You can do two things at once. No. Co-host with Puddin, Daily Fights, would put ratings through the roof. Uh, I wrote back. I said, no problem at all, buddy. Take your time. And then that was it. So, uh, I'll probably never hear from these people. Bill is... Um, uh, 100% convinced that um, they've heard more specifics on my podcast. And like, we cannot, we cannot run the risk of this guy, you know, playing Belinda Carlisle. And then, uh, you know, they hear him uh, telling people to go fuck themselves. Eric writes, Eric C. If you really want to know where your dog is located, you need to get a Garmin tracking collar. You're going to pay for it. Mine is accurate up to nine miles. You don't need cell service. I've been running beagles for years on rabbits. <gasps> you can see exactly what they are doing at all times. Train them to come to you with the beep. And if they don't come, you give them a little zap. You can do a very mild zap. It also works great for breaking the dog from chasing deer. Huh. All right. Um, now, I know me. How much time is involved in training the dog to do that? Is it like you do it once and they know? Can you walk me through this training thing that you're to speaking of? When you say train them to come to you with the beep, how can you tell me step by step how that works? I will respond later. Thank you, Eric. All right. Um, where was I? Sarah Honda Granville. When you want to buy a car, S E R R A Honda Granville.com is where you go. A brand new Honda vehicle is so sweet. There's dozens to choose from in their line of uh, brand new cars that are out today. S-E-R-R-A, HondaGranville.com. Test drive one and mention your old pal EZ. The way new car buying is these days, you test drive it, you figure out what you want on it, you sign on the dotted line. Uh, Ten days later, your car shows up on the hauler. They prep it, they put gas in it, they clean it up beautifully, and then off you go. That's at any dealership in America, uh, including Sarah Honda Granville, Michigan's number one Honda volume dealer. They also have on the lot Michigan's largest selection of certified pre-owned vehicles. If you're not into the new cars, you want to buy a certified pre-owned car. These are like new, still under warranty. Uh, go there, take one home today. S-E-R-R-A, hondagranville.com. They're on Kanawha. Uh, just north of 44th Street in Granville. I got a mortgage guy. Now, it doesn't matter where you are in the audience that is in the United States, unless you're in South Carolina, Maine, Alaska, and Hawaii. 
uh, the nation's number one mortgage person, Mario Flores, has assembled an incredible group of staff to get you the mortgage you want from no matter where you are in the U.S., with the exception of those four states. It's the Mario Flores Lakeshore team of Van Dyke Mortgage. Now, nationwide, 231-332-6505, offices everywhere. Okay, the the uh, idea that you're paying 25% on a credit card is fucking bonkers. Somehow, whatever happened, you managed to ring up some debt. If it's substantial enough, you're get well, hell, you're getting murdered on the interest rate. Why not pay it all off at once by getting money out of your home on a refi and then paying it all off so you don't have that expensive interest payment, which is added to the principal every month. Uh, and you're, you only owe 7% on that money you borrowed and it's spread out over the life of the loan. So you don't even notice it. Uh, that's saving you money. Mario can help. Interest rates have intentionally been raised both on home loans and credit cards to slow down people from buying stuff. Slowing down the economy is the big thing. It's a reality we all deal with right now. Call Mario, 231-332-6505. Thank you, TC Paintball. You want to do something fun with your fam or your friends or guys at work, whatever. TC Paintball, tcpaintballgr.com. Book an event at this amazing venue in Grand Rapids, Michigan. Outdoor play is awesome. I love the village. You're peering around corners. It's like Ghost Recon or fucking uh, Call of Duty. No one pays. No one plays Ghost Recon. Back when I played Ghost Recon, that was the game. Uh, more so than Call of Duty. Call of Duty won out, though. Anyway, this is like real life. Okay, you walk in with the group. You pay one fee, and uh, everybody pays one fee. They get all the equipment. The gun... The mask, the paint, you can get upgrades. You can upgrade to a uh, higher level gun that shoots more rapid fire. You can uh, uh, buy more protection so that doesn't sting as much when you get hit by a paintball. TCPaintballGR.com, love them. All right. Robert De Niro uh, just welcomed his seventh child. This asshole is 79. Can you imagine uh, being a young woman and you're married to a disgustingly old man? We need look no further than our very own radio voice, Linda, who did this. Linda was 19 when she was boning a man as old as Robert De Niro. That happened. 19, so 29, 39, 49, 59, 69. 60 year age difference is what Linda experienced. I might be off by a year or two.
Maureen talks about the obvious. When you're 79 years old, you have limited time on the planet. You are making the conscious decision that you are going to guarantee that a very small young child is going to be very, very sad. Who would do this? It sounds horribly mean and selfish. Uh, and Maureen said the same thing, that it's, it sounds selfish, unfair. Can you imagine if you were like uh, five or six or seven or eight? Hell, any, any of those uh, very important formative years and how uh, if, if your mom or dad kicked the bucket, how much that would have hurt you? He is intentionally going out of his way to do this, knowing full well it will have a destructive effect on whoever this child is that was just born. In my opinion, this is, this is mental abuse. And I think that he should be arrested and charged for abusing a child and abusing that woman who had to sleep with him. You got to be a real kind of lunatic to be like Linda. Who did this exact same thing. All right. So I'm a little off on the age. What was the age gap again? You were 25 and he was 52. So I said 60 years. Am I right on that? It was more like 27 years. Yeah, 25 and 52. All right. That would be because I'm 52. Do any of you have 25-year-old girls? Isn't uh isn't Amanda's daughter about 25. Ryan writes, Raphael De Niro is 46. He's the eldest son. Even he is borderline too old to be bothered with raising a kid. Maureen says, I have a 25-year-old son. Kenny says his oldest daughter is 22. Like Jackie, she's 26, I think. I mean, I know Jackie's friends who are the same age. I would never entertain the idea of marrying my daughter. But, I mean, it's it's such a, um, a fucked up thing. I, I just can't handle it. Like, when I was talking with uh, Brian Johnson from um, Tell Him Steve Dave, and I go, dude, so... Is there ever any moments where, because he's 55 and she is 29. 39, 49. So a little bit less than what Linda was doing. Um, I go, does she, do you ever like go over and hang out with her friends? I mean, what's that like? I mean, I wasn't being rude to the guy. 
young Adam Schwab says, hot Zane take. I would never marry my daughter. <laughs> uh, uh, Josh says, I missed some of this. Are we talking about De Niro still or smug beer? Uh, De Niro. De Niro. Chris says, my 52-year-old buddy has a five-year-old, not planned. Oh, yeah. And the other thing is, when you get, okay, like that guy there, the 52-year-old who has a five-year-old, when you get to be the age that I am, which is that, oh, God, you're beginning the downward slope of uh, enjoying. I mean, when I say downward, I mean like you're just slowing down. You just want to take your time a little more. You're interested and not the, I mean, the idea of the hectic hustle and bustle of taking the kid to fucking this practice and this game and this school fucking function and this dad and this, oh, you know, um, when you start to like, uh, for me with three kids, um, and then doing the, the mom and dad thing and, and your life is very, very busy doing all those things. And then suddenly they start to uh, go out on their own and then uh, less time spent in those things. So you start to pick up more fun things to do. Um, that's what it's supposed to be like, you know, you've put in your time, uh, I, I think that that's why uh, parents kill their kids, frankly, from time to time is because, you know, you get some soft headed old fuck who has to do all this shit. And it's like, oh, fuck you. What are you going to do today? I don't know. Sit around podcast. Tell everybody to fuck off. That's what I'm doing. What do you do? Well, well flag football at uh, seven. Oh, no. We got to divide and conquer because uh, my wife's got to take the kids for a, a 8.30 Cub Scout meeting and then I got to take my daughter to dance. She got to be there at 8.45. But uh, then we got a, a birthday party at noon. Then we got to get together. We got family pictures at one. And then, uh, holy shit, we got to do this. Top story, top story, five dead, 52-year-old man spins out, takes out his family. Fuck that. Man. When I was raising kids and we were at that point, I was like, fuck, I wish I could just when they were in diapers, it was so easy. Just make sure the diaper's clean, prop a bottle, get drunk, and that's it. That's all you got to do. Keep an eye on them. I could go and mow the lawn. I did that. Prop the bottle, mow a third of it, walk back in, peek in, asleep. Awesome. Go back, mow. You can get shit done. Maureen says, prop a bottle. Never. Don't give me that. I did this as three kids. I know what the fuck I'm doing. That's like people that say kids need car seats. Shut up. I'm kidding. 
Kenny says, easy? Stressful sometimes. When they've eaten, been changed, bathed, they're the only ones that slept and still they're crying. Fucking hated that shit. You know what we were the best at when my kids were growing up? Not so much with Madison. Probably because we were getting soft. But the first two, we were notorious for let them cry it out. Let them cry it out. See, so putting a bed in the... <laughs> See you later. Shut the door. And they throw the bottle and they're shaking the fucking thing. You can hear it bang. They're having a goddamn temper tantrum, freaking out. You kind of peek in the door. They're, they're not, occasionally they see you or they see the light. Look, oh God, thank God he's back. And yeah, fuck you. Shut the door. Ah, yeah, yeah, eat shit. And we had, we, we had a uh, rhino skin, Diana and I. Occasionally they would uh, uh, shit themselves, but we didn't believe them. So we said, fuck it. And then they, they sleep all night and shit. Wake up and oh, we fucked that one up. There's like a dry turd in there. Uh-oh. Oh boy. Well, you know, nine out of ten isn't bad. Tyler says, I'm in the middle of all this shit now, and it's the worst. LOL. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Those little assholes. Fuck me. So... Is Robert De Niro going to have to do this shit? Can you imagine if this fucking uh, old, old man, I mean, 79's pretty old. If he wasn't filthy rich with obviously probably an entire staff to help raise that child, it would kill him. Oh, because of all the things that I just described, he would die. The official tale of the tape on this. This is his seventh kid. He's been twice married and divorced, has six other kids. Actually, uh, Ryan said Raphael, the 46-year-old, from his first marriage to Diane Abbott. That is the younger of the two. Drenna is 51. His oldest child is 51 years old. That means Drenna has a one-day-old sibling, half-sibling, technically. He shares twins Julian and Aaron, who are 27, with someone named uh, Tukey Smith, whom he never married. He shares Elliot, who's 25, and Helen Grace, 11, with Grace Hightower. I think I'm supposed to know who that is, but I don't. Who he married in 1997 and separated in 2018. He is also a grandfather. Um, He said the news just recently on an interview. Who's the who's the mom of this child? It doesn't really say anything about it. Let me see if I can find this out. Who? Shit. 
is the father of Robert De Niro's newest baby. Tiffany Chen. Tiffany Chen Wiki. Uh, guesses on her age. Oh, she's not that young. Well, when you're 79, I thought she was going to be. Okay. I'm confused. Um, Tiffany Chen. I don't think this is the person that I'm looking for. Uh, no, there, there's no, because this is, this must be a different Tiffany Chen. Because this is a 64-year-old lady. You know, she didn't have the kid, and there's no mention of De Niro. So I don't know what the fuck is going on with that. Inside the love life of Robert De Niro, 79, as he welcomes baby number seven, according to page six. Let me get into this. Uh, pa, 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 pa. The 80 in August. Uh, with his much younger girlfriend, Tiffany Chen. Uh, I don't I don't think it can possibly be the woman we just saw. Yeah. It's it's an Asian chick, but it's not the woman that we I just showed you. This chick is a total babe. She looks great. All right. So De Niro can pull lots of tail. Uh, here he is with Chen. I'm guessing she's no more. Uh, she's like in her 30s. This is just a gross image here of him and her. It looks like a dad escorting his daughter. That's hideous. Here he is with his Grace Hightower. And she's a beauty too. Look at him. Here he is with uh, uh, the, this bucket hat and with some kid. This is no no doubt one of his kids. And the kid's like, Jesus, Dad, you smell old. Oh, fuck. Look at him. Look at how old this fucker is. This is hideous. Maureen says, ha ha. De Niro could pull my tail. I love him. Pull my tail? What the fuck is a is pull my tail? Is that what you 60-year-olds say when you're horny? Whoa, you could pull my tail. <laughs> Whoa. Um, I guess Ryan has tracked down she might be 45 or 46. And says, that seems pretty old for a gal to have a kid. Uh, Chris says, remember when he was creeping on Jennifer Lawrence right after Hunger Games came out? Maureen said, no, 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 Eric. You said he can pull lots of tail. So he can pull my tail. I guess. 
This is so weird. Well, anyway, uh, he's an asshole. He's an absolute asshole. What a fucking horrible thing to do to your child. I mean, talk about starting on the wrong foot. This old fuck. I wonder if anybody's actually gotten the nerve to say, what the fuck are you doing? Jesus. All right. Uh, More relationship news. One of you, I think it was who cut the cheese who asked about this yesterday. And I'm going to get into it right now. Tiger Woods, he's under a uh, microscope. Uh, He's being accused of terrible things by a lady by the name of Erica Herman. Now, the relationship uh, doesn't exist anymore, but it did exist for a time. And then it ended. And now this Erica Herman is claiming some awful things about Woods. Now, uh, uh, look, this sounds fucking nuts. And uh, you're not going to get any indictment from me about this. Um, it might be everything is as she says it is, but I would need to hear from Woods. And I think we will be able to actually hear because this is going to show up in court. This Erica Herman claims that she was in a relationship with Woods and she lived in his, um, Florida home and, uh, she set up shop there for a long period of time. And, uh, she had like her pets there and all of her belongings there. And, uh, uh, for whatever she says, the relationship was great. And then Woods leaves town, uh, for whatever, maybe a golf outing or something like that. And then, um, she's had a home at the mansion and then, uh, uh, Wood says, Hey, I want to meet you. Uh, come see me at this event that I'm at. So I'm in whatever state or whatever country, um, jump in the plane and then, uh, I'll fly you out. She's like, okay, tiger. It sounds good. You know, I got somebody to watch the dogs. And so she leaves the mansion and drives to the airport while that's happening a team of locksmiths moves in and changes all the locks she has no idea she gets to the airport checks in and she's sitting there in the terminal as she's looking up she sees tiger's lawyer walking towards her And then her phone buzzes and it's Tiger. He says, talk to my lawyer. It's at this point, according to this woman, that she says, there is no trip. This is all uh, uh, just to get you out of the house. You will never, ever see Tiger Woods again. Do not go back to the house. Goodbye and leaves okay now that sounds horrible um but i'm gonna need to know what precipitated this i am not i mean this might be the craziest fucking woman on the planet and then this was the way he chose to get her out of his life i don't know 
Or it could just be he's just a stone-cold psychopath. She's a nobody. I think she's like a waitress. But that's not uh, – uh, uh, Woods will do that. He uh, Woods is not great with women. We, I think that is one thing we can be uh, sure of. He, uh, He's a weird dude. Uh, I remember he, back in the old affair days before um, uh, Elon bashed his face in with the driver. You know, he was having sex with everybody, including that fucking Perkins waitress. Remember that? Who was just, oh, boy, man. I mean, because he was like the hottest women in the world. Some of the uh, prettiest chicks were coming. Out. Yeah, he screwed me too. Yeah, he screwed me too. And then the Perkins waitress had some glamour shots taken and said, oh, yeah, look at me. I'm hot. And was like, ugh. This woman now is suing Woods. He's accused, uh, Erica Herman accused Tiger of using his lawyer to break up with her after convincing her to show up at the airport for a trip that would never happen. According to a court filing obtained by People Magazine. The documents filed by Herman's attorney, Benjamin Hodas in Florida on Friday, allege a scheme concocted by Woods, 47, and his attorney to falsely tell Herman, 38, she was going on a spontaneous trip to the Bahamas on a private plane. Um, actually, I take it back. Woods was there at the airport. He goes, hey, talk to him. And then left, according to the document. I don't know why he did it that way. He There had to be some type of rhyme and reason for it. Her Herman's filing, the golfer's attorney then told her she would never see Tiger again and that she would not be permitted to return to the Florida home she lived in with Woods. Woods' attorney proceeded to insult her before attempting to force her to agree to a non-disclosure and arbitration agreement, the filings alleged. Herman claimed she refused to sign the agreement, though the NDA was signed in her name in August of 2017. So... I don't know if that's, it doesn't say when this all happened, but there is an NDA that she signed in 2017. I don't know. Maybe she, as part of, uh, at one point he convinced her to do that. Subsequently, Herman claimed Woods and his legal team took away her personal property and pets. That's the saddest part of this. During the dispute, the document also claims that Woods pursued a sexual relationship with Herman while she was an employee at his restaurant. Uh Uh-oh. And then allegedly forced her to sign an NDA in order to keep her job. She's got kind of crazy eyes. You ever see somebody that's got crazy eyes? Like she's got kind of crazy eyes in this pic. And then this one, not so much crazy eyes. But this one, definitely. That, that's full on crazy eyes. See, she's not even looking at the right thing. Woods is looking at what you're supposed to be looking at, and she's staring off into space. So based on this image, I'm going Team Woods here. I'm totally kidding. I have no idea. (laughs) Ryan writes, this is how Smug Beer breaks up with his child wife. (laughs) Might be the greatest nickname that we've ever created. I, I don't think I created it though. Which one of you guys did I say? Did I create that, or did one of you? 
You guys remember this shit better than I do. According to the lawyer of Herman, Tiger Woods, the internationally renowned athlete and one of the most powerful figures in global sports, decided to pursue a sexual relationship with his employee. Then, according to him, forced her to sign an NDA about it or else be fired from her job, Hodas uh, wrote in the filing. When he became disgruntled with their sex, he tricked her into leaving her home, locked her out, took her cash, pets, and personal possessions, and tried to strong-arm her into signing a different NDA. Now he wants to deny her access to the courts and put this case into secret arbitration based on a highly redacted document that he claims is a contract between them. Woods, through his attorney, has disputed the claims. On Tuesday's lawyer, J.B. Murray, appeared in court and questioned Herman's attempts to dissolve her NDA. The judge said she would give her decision in writing, but has not specified when. So... She wants that NDA dissolved so she can sing like a bird. Why do they go for a second NDA when you already had one? In March 2023, it was publicly revealed that the pair had split when Herman filed a separate lawsuit against Woods, asking to be removed from the earlier NDA she signed in August of 17. Herman cited the Speak Out Act, which allows NDAs to be nullified in cases of Sexual uh, assault or harassment. Uh Uh-oh. Woods has denied the harassment claim, saying Herman was a jilted ex-girlfriend. A lot of people say that's me. Uh, According to the complaint, Herman says she had a long-term relationship with Tiger, both, uh, both professional and personal. Herman, a former restaurant manager, was first romantically linked to Woods when she was pictured alongside him at the President's Cup in New Jersey in September of 2017. Over the course of the years, Herman has been a const- has been constant at the course whenever Woods is competing. However, they've been uh, very private over the years. A notable difference from Woods' previous relationship with Lindsey Vaughn and his very public marriage and divorce from Elon Nordegren, who, by the way, uh, as she ages, becomes more attractive. Let's see. Eight. Elon Nordegren now. Maybe not. No, I think it's just a bad picture, you know. Oh, yeah, she looks fantastic. Son of a bitch. Is she a babe? Totally cute. Totally cute. Those Europeans, man, they don't age. Here she is in the baseball hat. Is there anything cuter than chicken baseball hat? How about that? Here she is with the new love of her life. You know, if you're the new love, if you're the lucky guy who gets Elon Nordegren after the bar has been set so low by Woods, you've just been humiliated by this scumbag. She regroups and then she meets Mr. Wright. Can you imagine the bliss that they will have 
um, if he just is the type, he's the type of, like, she picked the right guy who's a good dude, uh, wants to spend time with her, takes care of her, respects the marriage, treats her well, treats the kids great, nice guy. Can you imagine the amount of hardcore anal you would get from her? Because she's just happy that she's not with a piece of shit. Looks like some football player. I don't know. Oh my God, is she a babe? All right, that's enough. Settle down, Eric. (laughs) Ryan says... I just don't want hardcore anal under any circumstance. Well, I don't either, but he may. For some guys, that's what they're into. I got into a discussion with, uh, who was it? Um, my old boss. I don't know. I forget the context of the discussion. His name is Phil, my old boss at uh, the Griffins. And uh, we got into a discussion, and uh, uh, he pointed out, we, uh, I, I, I think I made a joke about it and I said, yeah, by the way, I make a lot of jokes about that, but I have no desire to do any of that, which I've said to you guys. And he goes, me, uh, me too. I, I, I don't want anything to do with that. And I go, do you ever know anybody who has? Cause I, I don't, I don't know anyone who no one's uh, like offered that up. And, and I'm kind of happy with that. So if any of you listening right now are into that, do not tell me because I will think differently of you. I will think of you as a psychopath. I think Amanda has hinted around that she has, but I, uh, let's keep that to ourselves. Um, but I said to Phil, I go, do you know anybody who has? Cause I don't. He goes, yeah, I know one guy. And uh, he goes, I said, well, what, what did he tell you? He goes, well, he described it to me, and he had a weird voice when he said it because this is Phil talking. So I asked him, well, well, what was that like? And the guy goes, gritty. Gritty? <laughs> all right. Out of all the words that sound terribly unappealing, gritty like sandpaper gritty and 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 what in that region would be full of grit they they have to be talking about like uh like if they the person ate shredded wheat the day before you know it's fucking horrible And I want you all to know, if you're all like, uh, if you have a significant other that's considering this and you're, and you're considering going down that road, it is not like the videos you watch. Those people who do that, not only do they fast for a day, they take diuretics so that all of that material is gone and then they enema so that it is actually a clean track. If you are doing it, 
and you're going to be on the business end of a BK broiler. Kenny says, how do you know all that? Because I'm smart. All right, you, hey, no. On one of your, okay, you're going to thrust in, and on the out, there's going to be debris on your actual penis. Say no to that. We need to, we need to go back to the old days where this was like illegal. It's a health hazard. Fuck me. Okay. I see donut Dan is here and that's good because the dirty donut race is, uh, is on its way. That is Michigan's premier gravel bike race, Saturday, June 3rd, Martin, Michigan. Oh my God. Number one voted rated by all of the bikers in Michigan. You thought Iceman was good. No way. The Dirty Donut is the number one gravel race in Michigan and the surrounding states. Go to DirtyDonutRace.com and sign up for the 10, 21, 41, or 61-mile races. Uh, 10 would be pushing the limits for your old pal EZ. My saddle would get sore. Uh, even if you don't have, don't have any experience, I know you can muster uh, uh, 10 miles on a bike. Uh, while you're out there at the donut stop for every donut you eat, you get uh, five minutes off of your time. It's a party afterwards. Uh, Dan puts on a great race, and uh, you should check it out, man. Get out of your comfort zone and get out and ride. Maybe you don't. Pass it along to someone who does. Uh, June 3rd, Martin, Michigan, DirtyDonutRace.com. Maureen says, way to go, Donut Dan. My son is a gravel racer, but hasn't done your race yet. You know what to do. In fact, Maureen, you tell him to use Zane 23 when he's checking out, and he's going to save 10 bucks. Thank you, Dan, for sponsoring the show. DirtyDonutRace.com. <clears throat> Linda says, even I can do 10 miles on a bike and I can do a man 50 years older than me. All right. Dan says we have almost 700 signed up at the moment. That's unbelievable. Uh, what do you, now last time I talked to you, you were about 525. Uh, what is the um, drop dead number? Are you capping it at about, didn't you say 750 maybe? Uh, what are we looking at there, Dan? By the way, Dan has lived, a, uh, has lived some life. Uh, Dan, former cop, got out of the game. Former race car driver. Used to race at Berlin and other tracks. Uh, he has uh, done a lot of things in his life. And now just kind of living his best life. And what he wanted to do was uh, to organize a race. That is not an easy task. There are a lot of logistics to putting one of these events together. And uh, so this is something fun for people to do. 
He sells it. You see, he's got a, a consumer's credit union who, by the way, I have my car loan through them. Look at this. He's got the insurance dude. He's got the uh, re- realtor. Uh, I forgot how to say that. Beist, Beist Electric, and Sealy Auto, Auto Group. He has sold the fuck out of this thing. Well done, Dan. No easy task. These are the uh, winners. Look at these two. They blend right in with the sign. That's incredible. Look at how much fun they're having. This is a tandem. That looks like a cycle cross bike. Your old pal EZ used to do cycle cross. That That's fun. Oh, my God. You're riding up hills and shit and on gravel on this marked out course, and then there's an obstacle. You got to get off the bike, put the bike on your shoulder, and climb over the obstacle. Oh, my God. Remember when I saw some dude snap his leg in half? I remember being nauseous as I saw the bone popping out of the skin at the race. It's terrible. Real tour. It's real tour. I once said realtor, and the person corrected me and was very pissed off for some reason. Uh, Kuipers, have you ever flipped over your handlebars? Oh, yeah. I absolutely did that. I hit a pothole on a, on a bike ride. And, man, that was fucked. My helmet, because my head hit the ground, the helmet was broken. That would have been my head. My friends, my son's friend died from an accident like that. So sad. Did he have a helmet on? Uh, that's that's key. Hopefully, uh, you know, that's completely preventable. Terrible. All right. I don't want to end the show on, a, on that type of note. Go sign up for Dan's race. Yes, he did have a helmet on. Oh, look. All right. Uh, good luck, Dan. Keep it going. Keep it going. Thank you to Berlin Raceway. You mentioned uh, Dan used to race there. Uh, Berlin Raceway for Mother's Day. Now, I've I've bragged about how affordable this is. You know, mom and dad get in for 14 bucks, and then all the kids 15 and under get free despite their muffs. This weekend, it's a Mother's Day celebration on Saturday. So literally only dad has to pay 14 bucks a pop. Now, I don't know if you have to prove you're a mom at the gate. I think it's just kind of like understood. Uh, they can always tell who a mom is. Moms have certain looks. Uh, Berlinraceway.com. Buy them in advance. 14 bucks online. 17 at the door. Mom's free. Kids 15 and under free. Uh, and then of course, uh, uh, parking free, you can bring a cooler full of food, 12 by eight cooler. So a small one, but still back and full of food. You can both bring coolers, no glass, no alcohol at berlinraceway.com. I'm going to be seeing you coming up on June 8th. I don't want to get into it now, but yes, coming up, I've got four or five events. I will be at that. I want you to join me berlinraceway.com. Thank you as well to A&E Heating and Cooling, the immortal Joe Martinez and his crew at A&E 616.
516-8579. A&E Heating and Cooling. Get that thing tuned up. The uh, air conditioner tuned up for this coming cooling season at A&E Heating and Cooling. My God, the absolute best. Schedule your uh, uh, tune-up today at 616-516-8579. Okay, now, uh, Patreon coming up. I'm going to talk about uh, some little fucker, some stupid idiot at a local school where I live who uh, wrote the N-word on the school's website. He hacked it or some shit. I don't know. What a prank. Fuck me. This is incredible. He hacked the school website and put N-word all over it. That's a legendary maneuver when it comes to pranks. The problem is, because it's the N-word, um, they're probably going to drag this kid into the town square and shoot him in the face. Some young girl. Another story. Locally. At babysitting class, they taught her CPR. I'm never going to use that. But she used it, but not on a baby. She used it on someone who's about as old as Robert De Niro. Uh, Dolly Parton is in the news who, by the way, let me just show you what she looks like in this picture. Now she's all dolled up, but she looks great. All right. I don't know, man. Dolled up airbrush. I don't know. She's, uh, she's in the news. I'll explain why. Are you familiar with uh, Hasbula? That little fucking asshole Russian fuck? He's in the news. And more on Chris's story that he couldn't wait to tell us about the kid, the eight-year-old, the porcupine mountains who was rescued. That's all on the Patreon. To get it, you got to sign up. Don't be a dick. Sign up for Patreon. Patreon.com slash Eric Zane. All right, so it's between Trump and De Niro for asshole of the day. Yesterday it was Bob Huggins, who I don't think anything happened to that guy for the whole gay Catholics thing. (sighs) I got to vote for Trump from Sam the Jew. I got a De Niro vote. Yeah, I mean, De Niro having a baby uh, as compared to Donald Trump who stuck his fingers into some woman against her will. Uh, uh, Proven in civil court. Trump is the asshole of the day. All right. George Santos got arrested. I saw that. That that, uh, would have made the cut, but I had bigger fish uh, to fry today. All right. So we have three free Fear Bunker North podcasts in the books. That concludes the free podcasting at Fear Bunker North. One more to go, the Patreon.
I think we've done pretty damn well considering the fucking terrible start that we had with O'Neal hightailing it out of here. Or so I thought. So I, I like the idea. I'm coming around to the thought that he was hiding under the trailer. Thank you. I, I mean, uh, Linda is the one who... Uh, you might be right on that. You may be right. I may be crazy. Oh, but it just may be a lunatic you're looking for. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. Have a good one. I'm going to send you off to raid a show. I don't even know who to raid. I don't know. I don't watch anything on Twitch. I don't pay attention to any other show. I don't know. All I know is Fail Army and Rift Tracks. And occasionally Blame John or whatever his name is. I don't even know what his show is about. Is it a comedy show or is he like one of these people that just is outraged by everything talking about politics? I think he's a nice guy. I don't know if he has an aggressive bone in his body. But those are like the only ones I even know. Um, Tyler says just pick a random gamer. Yeah, I will. I will. Sam says he talks about finance and politics. Is it comedic or is it... I mean, what's, what's good about it? It can't... It's, is it funny? I, to me... Um, yeah, Sam says it's not funny. If a show isn't funny, it better be so fucking insightful and interesting. You know what I mean? says he learns a lot listening to a show what what is his expertise what 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 type of pedigree does he have to give him you know that type for you to give him that type of endorsement i'm curious i mean is he like a finance guy is he does have a master's of whatever This guy's playing Fortnite, and one person is watching it. I am going to raid, and then the kid will probably jizz. Because no one's ever watched this kid. He's going to think this is his big break. He's getting discovered, you know? Oh, my God, 15 people are here. Here we go. 